This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Freefall Q&A. Hey, it's Billy Hollowell here, and I have Chris Peranto and Mark Geist on the line. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing great. Doing really good. Thank you. So thank you guys for coming on. I know you've been um, running ragged with interviews. You've been all over the place. Um, obviously, for those who don't know, uh, you guys were on the Annex security team in Benghazi during the attack in 2012, and you are the subjects of a movie that's gotten quite a bit of attention, 13 Hours, um, and that film will be coming out here uh, very soon. Now, l- let me just jump in and ask you guys, because I think you know, when you go through something like what you guys did, I can't even imagine what that is like, but then to have it made into a movie, what? before we get into some of the nitty-gritty of Benghazi, what was that process like of sort of seeing your experience be turned into film? What was that like for you guys? Um, I think it's still trying to kind of settle in. I mean, you know, going from being a very private person, um, I mean, before... The book came out. I never had a Facebook page, Twitter page. I mean, none of that stuff. Uh, um, Social media was non-existent in my life. Um, Didn't have a need for it. And now, uh, I mean, everything about me is pretty much public and kind of surreal. I I was made for Hollywood. (laughs) 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 I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people... Well, I, I, really, I, I could care less. That's why I don't have an issue being on TV. I don't have an issue talking in front of a crowd. I just say what's on my mind. I, I got what it, I guess I got the Donald Trump syndrome. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, I, I, it's been fun. It's a new experience. But it's it, again, it's just something something else I can say I did in my life when I'm old, sitting on my porch with a shotgun, being a grouchy old man, kicking people off my lawn. <laughs> Well, listen. Let me let me ask you first, Chris, and then I want to ask you the the same question. But you know, what do you think some of, or maybe just one of the biggest misconceptions about Benghazi is? Because this has become such a political. I mean, it was, yeah. it was such a huge thing for for so many people, and I think it confused a lot of Americans. They didn't understand the political side of it and what went on. So, what do you think the biggest misconceptions are? The full truth of what took place on the ground, nobody knew that except us, and nobody could speak on it except us. Uh, so, really, the, the night as a whole is a, is is unknown in a to, in totality. So, uh, us being coming out and telling the truth via the book and now the movie, uh, I think people are going to see a lot of a lot of a lot of things they didn't know. Um, another thing is that, uh, and this is where I hope people get out, and I think it's a huge misnomer is is the uh, I don't want to get any, say anything specific as far as, because I think it's bigger than that. I want to say that people have seen Benghazi as a negative, and it shouldn't be. It needs to be looked at as a positive, a positive night of overcoming obstacles and overcoming adversity. And if you work together and you have faith in yourself and you have faith in God that you can overcome anything, that's, that's what I want people to get out of it. Um, the stand down and all that that's in the movie, it happened. There's no reason to argue about that. It took place. And Mark, would you agree? Is there anything you would add to the biggest misconceptions question? Um, no, not. I mean, as Tonto said, I mean, we're the ones on the ground. This is the story of as we lived it from our perception. You know, um, I find it real difficult for how somebody can sit there and say and deny what I saw and what I lived when they weren't there. I mean, you know, 
I was in a different spot than Tonto most of the night. We didn't, we weren't always in the same spot. So I can't, you know, I have a hard time me even just counting anything that he says he did because I wasn't there. If you're not a part of it, then you can't really, you know, talk about it. So come see the movie with an un, you know, an un, unbiased opinion and, and take it for what it is. It's a wonderful movie about um, a group of people that came together to come over some severe adversity that a lot of people thought no one could. And like Tonto said, I mean, the positives that you can take out of this are so much more than the negatives if you want it to be. Well, I think it's interesting you guys both say that. And by the way, I should note, I am not calling you guys by your nicknames, and I should be. It, it's Tonto and Oz, correct? Dang right, you should. We should let's start this over. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, just, no, I, got, I got things to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get, I get the nicknames down now, and I do that. Now, now, I think it's interesting you say that, though, because you know you have this situation, and you're right. So many people look at it. There, there were deaths. There was life loss. But then here you are. You're both survivors, and you're here to tell this story about how you were able to fight and and how really so many people were saved um, in the yeah. end in that attack. And I think that is a fascinating part of the story that we haven't heard. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, um, and I look at it from, I mean, you know, I was on the rooftop with Ty and Glenn when they died. I got blown up with three mortars. Uh, they were 81-millimeter mortars, which have a, a kill radius of 21 feet, um, which basically means that if you're within 21 feet of it, 99% of anything within that 21 feet, is dead. Three of them blew up within 15 feet of me. Um, you know, I was, I was messed up. I mean, I had a lot of injuries and, you know, I'm sitting there on the rooftop and Tig comes over and gets a tourniquet on me. And I have a choice at that time. I can either get up and move forward and live, or I can sit there and, and die. And, you know, that's, each of us have our own way of that happening that night. I mean, we as a team, we could either come together and overcome what was facing us, or we can sit there and lie down and take it. Um, and that's exactly it. You know, you get up, you move forward, you climb down whatever ladder or up whatever ladder or over whatever wall you have to, and you accomplish what is important in your life and, and forget the negative. Push it aside and move forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and let me throw this, this question to you, um, too, Oz. So, you know, is there anything that could have been done, and if so, what, to make that night go differently for, in terms of what the government could have, would have, should have done differently? Um, you know, I don't, there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, if they would have let us, uh, if they would have sent the military in, and, you know, when they ousted Gaddafi, I mean, you could would have, you know, I mean, if a grasshopper had wings, his butt wouldn't hit the ground when he hopped. I mean, we can hit it to <laughs> death, but, so there's, I don't really go down that road because what what happened that night is what happened that night. Um, what they did do and what they didn't do, what I know I can depend on that night is the, the guys on our team, the people that I was with there. I knew I could depend on them to do what needed to be done, to have my back, and that's, that's the only thing I can depend on, especially in a time like that. I mean, you're going to ask for whatever assets that, that you can. I mean, I'm going to ask for the world. I mean, and they're going to give me what's available. And if they don't, then they have to answer. Whoever they is that makes that decision has to answer for that. But I do know one thing that's 100% is the other five guys on our team, I mean – 
we would all die for each other. And yeah. that's, that's all I, I mean, I guess that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, Tonto, were, were you, were you surprised at all in terms of how, I guess before I even ask that question, how long did it take you to, to sort of realize that maybe this was a coordinated thing? Because that was the big question. It was a coordinated, was um, it a result? Like, and after about three seconds, initially, yeah, there yeah, and the book goes into good detail about this, uh, uh, Tig and Tyrone had just driven by the, the consulate and had actually radioed into Dave Lube and asked if they needed him to stop by before the attack happened. So And it was all quiet because I was on QRF and I heard the radio traffic. So, um, yeah, yeah, we knew it was a coordinated attack. There was no indication of a protest. Uh, we didn't know anything about a video, nothing had been. And we watch Al Jazeera all day when we're when we're in our in our because they when we're at, on our base because they, they honestly they, they do get it they give us accurate information of what's going on in the middle east pretty pretty quick so um now i, I according to the attack from the beginning uh there was never any indication that, that there was a protest going on or any sort of thing that would that would indicate there being a mass gathering so and i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of, of controversy because i want to talk to you guys a little bit about faith before our time um expires here but why do you think the government's narrative was a little different and and there were conflicting stories and now we sort of look back and we see well they did know it was it well you know it was coordinated yeah. why you know I, I i it's hard for me to ask for other people um but you, you know on common sense again there was an election going on al-qaeda was on the run those sort of things also uh I think a little bit of pride and maybe arrogance got involved in them not doing their due diligence and finding out who was on the ground and 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 just just taking their time to really figure out what happened that night. And that I I, I see most politicians as being extremely arrogant, even more arrogant than me, which is hard to be. <laughs> and and uh, so I see so I see I see a lot of it just being complete and utter arrogance and and, uh, and we depend too much on social media. And not enough on human intelligence, and I think they were gathering a lot off social media, which before asking the guys on the ground. So I, it, it's a multitude of things, but I, I can't say any with certainty because I'm not those people. Now, and and my last question about that, you know, a lot of people have said I've I've heard people say, and I live in New York City. You know, people have conversations about Benghazi. Oh, we're so tired of hearing about Benghazi. We don't want to hear about it anymore. Of course, that was before the movie. Now everybody wants to see the movie in the book, and they want to read the book, but. You know, should this be an issue in the election for Hillary or for anybody? Should it not be? Is you know, how do you guys look at it in terms of the broader scope that people have tried to explode this and you know bring it into that? We are we are above that. That's the weeds. We don't want any part of that. We get down on that line. We're we're just delving into the sewer like everybody else that wants to put Benghazi into the political realm. We want to bring that above. We want to bring Benghazi in thirteen hours above all that to honor the guys and to show. Show uh, faith and, and just uh, the pauses of that night. Oz, Oz has got more. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's and pretty much the same thing is, you know, uh, that is what got this story um, where it's at. If politicians and people, for um, whatever reasons, chose to take this and spin it in that direction, um, I get I get frustrated because our country has gotten to be so polarized. Um, you got if you're on the left, you can't believe, or you're not supposed to hang out with people on the right, and vice versa. And this shouldn't be about. I mean, Benghazi got that way. It helped to get this country that way. And really, what this is about, it goes back to the honor, the faith, the um, the, the good things that come out of this that we can find in this. 
instead of the negative. And everybody, whether you're left or right, if you can't get behind a group of people who, from so many diverse backgrounds, both political and religious, different religious faiths, different political views, um, ethnicity, I mean, you had a, a broad group of people who come together, overcome what seemed like unsurmountable odds because of their faith in one another, their dependency on one another, the courage and honor that they take to this and their jobs. Yeah, and I think. But that doesn't mean we don't want to know the truth of everything that night. Don't get us wrong there. But the truth isn't political, it's just the truth. Right. Yeah, I think people got lost in those political details a little bit, and I, and I think that was unfortunate, and I'm excited that 13 Hours takes people back to the what you've described and what you've discussed, which is the coming together of people to overcome these you know insurmountable odds, which is what you guys you know went through and did that night. Let me just ask you, and I know our time is coming to a close here, but um, you know, how did this event, and we'll start with you, Tonto, and then I want to hear from you, Oz, how did it affect your faith um, going through this, and did you see... God's hand in your protection at all? Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I felt it. And um, I, I give an example of it in the book. You couldn't really show it in the movie. I wish it, wish we could have done something to show that in the movie. But they're, uh, they're at the consulate where we were taking fire. I was actually out in the open. Um, I know the movie shows Pablo kind of crouched behind a wall. I, w- I was actually in the middle of the road, out in the open, no cover, no concealment, and but I felt fine. I, I there was a gold. I called it gold, a golden cocoon around me. I like nope, nothing's going to touch me. And uh, to me, that's God's hand coming down and actually just protecting me. Um, and yeah, my faith is greater now than it ever has been before. Not just because of Benghazi, but because of the full support we've seen after after Benghazi from people in the country that I didn't know really supported us. I didn't feel any support when I got back, but as this has progressed, the love and support for myself. And the team has grown exponentially, and so I, uh, I, my faith is is extremely strong now. But that night, in particular, yes, and, and there is truth that there there is no atheist in a foxhole. Guarantee you that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and Oz, what about you? You know, I was uh, I was blessed with being raised in a um, strong with a strong Christian faith and a strong Christian foundation, and that has always gotten me through um, any, of the, some, any of the hard things that I've had to face in life. Um, you know, this ain't the first time I've, I've been shot at or um, they tried to blow me up. Um, you know, but, um, and, and by no means, um, by no means do I, uh, do I walk on water. The last person I know to do that was Jesus Christ himself. Uh, but um, thank goodness we have a loving God who makes, who allows us, you know, or doesn't necessarily allow us, but if we make mistakes, forgives us for those mistakes. And that there in itself is what gives me the, the strength to go through this. And, and it's, you know, that night, um, I mean, again, I go back to the, you know, there's three mortars that blew up that should have killed me. Um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, God's angels were protecting me. They had their wings wrapped around me that night. Um, and he has a bigger, a bigger job for me and it's not done yet. And it's my responsibility to, to look for that and listen to him and find out what that is and, uh, and make a difference in other people's lives. I mean, there's no greater to me. There's two, you know, it says in the Bible, no greater, um, love than a man who lays down his life for his brother. The other thing is to me personally is 
there's no greater um, mistake than when given the opportunity to make a difference in somebody's life. Well, listen, guys, this has been great. And Tonto and Oz, we're going to make sure we encourage everybody to check out the book, 13 Hours, and the film as well. And we thank you for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you very much. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Church Bowl.